Mary Holm is sitting next to me for the first time in far yes. too long. Hi, Mary. Hello, Jesse. I've missed Wonderful. you. Wonderful. I missed you too, yeah. The phone's not quite the same. No, it's not. No. Um, no. First things first, Mary, um, if you enjoy Mary on the radio, she occasionally appears live, and she's got one coming up in the Auckland CBD. It's run by the CFA Society. Tickets 10 bucks. money goes to Life Education Trust. It's actually free for students too. Uh, and good topic, Mary, mistakes investors often make. Yes, yeah, and I don't think we go today. It's Tuesday, June the 28th. Yes, yeah. So um, the public's welcome to come along to that one, and the and the proceeds from the ten dollar tickets, as you said, for the Life Education Trust. So um, it's wonderful to actually be out there doing this again. I, I was scheduled to do this um, one and a half, two years ago. Yeah, and kept being postponed. Yeah, I've got to and, feel like that. Yeah, yeah, and we're just hoping it'll be all right for the next week and a half until it until it happens. What's the venue? Uh, it's at the ANZ Pavilion on Albert Street. And yeah. for information on it, the easiest way is to get to my website, maryholm.com. The bottom of the home page, there's a link through to more information and people want to get <laughs> and tickets. What, and what time is it? Oh, it's, it starts at 5.30. Oh, okay, so if you worked in town, you could just yes. put it in your diary and have a glass of wine and then wander yep. along it's, and heckle. Um, yeah, the talk actually starts at 6, so, yeah. Good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great topic this week. Bill emailed us, and it's uh, got you thinking. Yeah. I'll read the email. This morning I read a report from the FMA, uh, that's the Financial Markets Authority, I think, that gave me the strong impression that managed, managed funds were not currently good value for money. So a question for Mary Holm these days, does she think managed funds are good value for money? And if not, what would she recommend I do? As I put aside a small sum each month for each of my grandchildren. Bill sounds like a good granddad. Yeah, yeah, and that, by the way, is a neat thing to do because it doesn't take much. You know, you can put... $20 a month or something like that and for each grandchild and if you do it all their, all their childhood by the time they get to 20 it's starting to help the home Particularly deposit. Particularly if it's earning a return. Yeah, exactly, mm. yes, yeah, yeah. And so I went, I had actually when I received this email I'd already seen the FMA's report and hadn't got round to reading it yet so Bill's letter prompted me to mm. go and have a look at at, at the, the FMA had a look at KiwiSaver and non-KiwiSaver funds. So, um, and they had three key findings out of that. They said um, that some but not all fund managers are performing competently, and they notice they say not all. Um, mm. However, the impact of fees caused the benefit of this competence to investors to disappear for most funds. Wow. So for most funds they're saying that, you know, the by the time you pay the fees, um, you're not getting a very good deal from them. Um, the second thing they said, they had three key findings. The second one was that a lot of fund managers aren't using the appropriate index to measure their performance. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so by an index we mean something like the NZX50, which measures the, the progress of the biggest 50 shares in the, in the New Zealand share market. They're the ones that make um, the uh, business report on the radio, right? Yes, the, yes. The NASDAQ index uh, the, or the, yeah, the, yeah, the, and the, the Dow S Jones. Yeah, and the S&P 500 yeah. and, all, and all of those. And the fund managers are supposed to, if they've got 
a fund that's largely investing in shares, they should be measuring the performance of that against a share index. Yeah. And to let people yes. know whether they're doing better than the average or worse yes. than the average. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and um, if it was if it, if it was a fund largely holding bonds, so a somewhat lower risk fund, then they should be using a bond index. But some of them are in fact using cash indexes, which is the lowest risk ones, to measure the the progress of a share fund. And That's it's it's cheeky. like it's like comparing sort of club rugby with the All Blacks <laughs> or something. I mean, it's really. Um, not a valid comparison, and it just makes them look way better than they really are. And um, the FMA is saying, "Hey, this is not not okay." Um, and the third finding was that um, some of the fund managers commonly pay substantial commissions to financial advisors and others like that for introducing new members mm. to to the scheme. And the FMA says, look, look, we're acknowledging that if you're not a bank, it's quite hard to get new members coming and the banks just go to their customers and and get members that way. Um, But... These commissions that that these some of the KiwiSaver providers are paying to people who have brought new members in are eating into the into the performance of the fund and and making it worse for everybody's. So if you go to a financial advisor and they recommend a fund manager, yes, you don't pay the financial advisor directly. However, they are getting paid for. In in some cases, yeah. yes. I mean, whenever when I talk to you about financial advisors, I say the by far the best thing to do is go to an advisor and pay them an hourly rate. Yeah. And then their advice should include um, which KiwiSaver fund is mm. right for you. Um, but there are people out there, advisors out there who are, I'm not even sure exactly how it operates, but they're yeah. bringing members into KiwiSaver funds. And With then, incentives. Yes, and and that that eats into the profits of the funds and therefore hurts the performance that that comes out the other end for, for investors. Um, so, and, and the FMA points out that fund managers and Supervisors. There are four firms that are supervisors, and they're the ones that watch the fund managers and make sure your money is going to where they say it's going. Mm-hmm. And so they're separate firms that are in there, looking, supposedly looking after your interests. Um, and the FMA says the fund managers and supervisors have a statu- statutory duty to act in members' best interests. And but the FMA is saying it quite often looks as though that's not in fact what's really going on. Um, and the, the the Financial Markets Authority is planning to work to change that, but they, they're really coming out there and saying, hey, everybody, this is not all that good. Now, I should say now that I'm not saying that people shouldn't be in KiwiSaver funds because you get money from the government coming in as well as your money, and if you're an employee, you get employer money as well. That makes KiwiSaver a good deal for pretty much everybody Mm. because you're getting that extra money coming in from other people. But what the FMA is looking at is, well, are the fund managers actually earning the fees they're charging? You know, because they are benefiting from the fact that there's money coming in from the government and Mm. employers that make the whole thing look like a really good deal for ordinary New Zealanders. But... um, that yeah, they're they're saying just looking at what the fund managers themselves do for their for their buck, it's not necessarily 
all that impressive. And the FMA um, is reporting on the sector as a whole, right? Yes. Not to yes. say that there might not be great fund managers within right. individual fund managers. Yeah, there, yeah. I mean, they, they acknowledge that there's a wide range of quality w- within the sector. The, uh, the, they, the FMA noted that some fund managers say to them, look, market forces will sort out the wheat from the chaff. They'll, you know, we'll... Um, the the ones that are doing well will survive and the ones that are doing poorly will go out of business. But part of the trouble is, as we know, a whole lot of people don't know enough about how good their, their, their um, KiwiSaver yeah. providers are anyway. And, and the FMA says they think that there should be some intervention by them into, into the market forces to try and get things working a bit better. And they point out, as an example of how their intervention has helped, that when they first did a report on whether this, the, a couple of years ago, I think, about whether people were getting true value, quite a few of the KiwiSaver providers in response to that lowered their fees. <laughs> so when the FMA said, hey, your fees are too high, quite a lot of them lowered them, some of them quite substantially. So, um, Which suggests that if it weren't for the FMA reporting yes. on this, they might not have done anything. No, that's right. Because it wouldn't have naturally happened. Too many people just don't know enough about what's going on. They're just putting their money into their KiwiSaver. Mm. And, you know, that's better than not. But it'd be quite good if people took a bit more interest. So when we look back at, at Bill's question, um, asking me if I think managed funds are good value, and if not, what would she recommend I do um, as far as putting money aside for the grandchildren? Um, I would say think about whether you want to put it into KiwiSaver or not, actually, Bill, into the children, grandchildren's KiwiSaver funds. If they don't have them, you could suggest the parents set them up for them because the KiwiSaver funds... Kids don't get, you know, the extra money coming in from the government until they're 18 or, or employer contributions. But the fees tend to be a little bit lower because the government's, the FMA's pressuring them to, to do mm-hmm. that. And, and, and the FMA's watching them closely. And it means that the kids are in the scheme and when they get to start earning a living, they're already in there. And so not a bad idea. The downside, of course, is that the money is then tied up and until the children buy a first home or retire. And if maybe Bill thinks, no, I don't want to tie it up, in which case he could put it in a non-KiwiSaver managed mm-hmm. fund. But um, I have always said go for low fees, and, and that's a, a good way to get better value for your money. Um, and you can use the KiwiSaver Fund Finder on the Sorted website, which we talked about many times before, and that will help you. That It's been re, revamped, actually, and it's easier to use now, and it helps you find which is the best fund for you and then which one charges the lowest fees. And I just wanted to quickly... And just to be um, clear on that, Mary yes. is suggesting that you look at the... Um, got plenty of time, Mary, OK? Have we? Oh, good. Yeah, um, look at the fund finder and when you're choosing a KiwiSaver fund, don't look at the return, which is obviously the most tempting thing to look at. We've talked yes. many times about why that's not because they tend to bump up and down. Um, returns in the past and no indication of returns in the future. So you're better, according to Mary, to look at how much they're charging you. Yes, just go with the low fee ones. Mm. And as far as the returns go, I was just doing what every quarter... Morningstar, which gathers a whole lot of data on on all sorts of financial um, operations, d- does a report on KiwiSaver and who's done well and who hasn't. 
and that's all available online for everybody to look at. And I have a, always have a little look and see, okay, who's doing well over the short term and who's doing well over the long term. So interesting. And yeah, and this this recent quarter, um, once again, I found. I'm looking here at only the funds that have been around for 10 years or more because I want to compare the short term with the long term. So there's a lot of KiwiSaver funds that are less than 10 years old, so I'm excluding them. So when we look at conservative funds, there were nine of them that have been around for 10 years or more. And I noticed that the one that was was the best out of nine in three in the last three months was actually second to last out of nine over 10 years. So if you said, I'm going to go with whatever's done well lately, you're over the long term, you're getting in with one that's done really badly. Yeah. And, and the one that was second to best in the, last, in, in the recent three months came fifth out of nine over 10 years, so it wasn't much better. Um, and then looking at the other end of the scale at the aggressive funds, those are the, the riskiest ones of all, and there were only five of those that we had five-year data on, but the best one in three months came second to last over 10 years, and the second to best one in three months came dead last over 10 years. So that's not, it's not always the case Sometimes the ones that have done well recently have also done well over longer periods. But it's just an, an example of what happens to people when they have a look at which KiwiSaver funds have done well recently and think, I'm going to move my money to that one. They look good. They're, they're the winner lately because a whole lot of times they don't stay the winner. And so better to look at long-term returns than short-term returns. But even then, it's... it's um, best just to look at fees I think because even the ones that have done well over the long term and the short term things can suddenly change I mean they they maintain that they have a gift for picking the right chairs um, you know there could, they could be someone who really is brilliant at it but they've They've quit. They've moved elsewhere. Um, the, you know, word gets round in the industry if someone starts to look really good at picking shares, and they mm. could well be poached away by somebody else. And you don't know that. Uh, it, in short, it's not. It really isn't smart to look at how well KiwiSaver funds have done in the past because quite often they do the opposite in the future. You know, they might be the, the risk takers that do well sometimes and not other times. So go with fees. And if you go with the low fee ones, they tend to tend to just chug along. They're, they're usually passive index funds, which we can talk about in some depth we have before and we will again. Um, and they don't tend to star. They, the, because they're buying the whole market, they don't do better than the market, yeah. but they don't do worse than the market. Mm-hmm. They chug along. And they've got lower fees. So in the long run, they're a better deal is what it amounts to. Thank you, Mary. Yeah. And um, would you like to briefly give listeners the annual reminder that yes. we do on this show? Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it last time when you were off. Oh, sick, okay. actually. But just very quickly, everybody, if you, if you haven't got $1,042 in by the end of June you won't get the maximum from the government. If you haven't put that much in from July the 1st last year through to June 30th this year, you won't get the maximum from the government. And there's a heck of a lot of people that haven't. A whole lot of people that are on saving suspensions, they used to be called holidays, that aren't in there. Um, Self-employed people. Yeah, whatever you're doing, you can just send it in directly to the provider, do it in the next week or so, so you can get free money from the government. Why wouldn't you? No, I'll be leaving to the final afternoon again, Mary. That's uh, my preferred way of doing it. 
massive it's, panic on the day, calling my wife, calling my provider, asking if it's too late. I don't know why I never rush. learn. Never are, you like, are you like the horse, the Kiwi horse we yeah. were hearing about? <laughs> I just watched that, that again on YouTube. Yeah. It's so fun to Is look it? up. I yeah. must watch it, yes. Yeah, thanks, Mary. Yeah. Mary Holm. And um, you can listen to uh, previous conversations with Mary about money on our website. We've got a little uh, problem with our search function at the moment, so if you've been looking for something recently and you can't find it, it does exist. It just takes a little bit more perseverance. 